course, in Rockvale, Tennessee. Loaded show for you today, Charles Davis of CBS Sports, and of course, the Titans preseason, uh, what, are, what are we calling it, the Titans preseason network with Corey Curtis and Dan Helley? Anyway, sure. Charles Davis will be here at 1120, Coach Mack at 1220. We're looking forward to a lot of football conversation over the course of today's show. You want to get involved, you're more than welcome to do so. The number is easy, 615-737-1045, 615 1045. So I heard I got lucky today because apparently where we were set up was right in the sun where J. Martin Ramon got here. Uh, how much angst, by the way, Lucas, is it giving you that I'm on Zoom again after a whole week of this? Do you have PTSD after Tampa or are you, you surviving? No, I'm good because I know Kirby is there and audio wise, we are all set. Okay. Well, as long as the audio is good because I am doing a radio show after all. But we have a ton of stuff to get to. We're going to talk about what Mike Vrabel had to say yesterday. Uh, having to do with the fact that neither the head coach will be available for Saturday's game, nor the guy who is supposed to be the backup plan at head coach. Craig Aukerman is the second coach in the COVID protocol uh, that was initially reported by Adam Schefter yesterday. Mike Vrabel confirmed that he has not been at practice the last two days that they have practiced, which means we have no idea who the hell's coaching the team on Saturday. Spicy. Uh, we are going to talk also about what is happening with this particular backup quarterback situation, given that Ryan Tannehill is, if you missed it yesterday, I don't know how you couldn't have, or how you could have, but Ryan Tannehill is back or on for the first time on the COVID list early in the year. I am, <laughs> I mean, I really don't know what to expect on Saturday. I honestly, I honestly thought they're not going to cancel a preseason game for COVID because it's unfortunate that, the reality of the situation is a bunch of these dudes aren't going to be on the roster come Tuesday when final roster cuts are made. So it's kind of, okay, we'll just use the bodies that we have available to us and then come what may as it relates to the football team and COVID. But uh, John Robinson was pretty adamant about it. Mike Vrabel was pretty adamant about it yesterday when they both spoke, one via Zoom, because, of course, Vrabel's still in quarantine. And John Robinson with a... I don't know if you want to call it an emergency presser, but an unexpected presser, an unplanned press conference yesterday to announce that the starting quarterback, among six other players, are on the COVID-19 list. The polls are available at Buck Rising on 104, uh, or just at Buck Rising is where you can vote on the polls. Lucas, I think we need to add one because I was driving out here today, and Rockvale is beautiful. This is where we have the Zones uh, Golf Classic on a regular basis. It's nice to be back out here. But every time I, like, get too far away from the city, I get, like, anxiety. Does that happen to you? No. Like, any time I get further and further away from civilization, like, I'm concerned, that why are there no gas stations within 10 miles of me? I start to panic. I have, uh, I have this deep-seated fear of, like, open spaces, <laughs> which is so weird. Haven't you ridden camels in Egypt before? Like, wh where does this come from? Yeah, but for the photo op, not to actually do it. Are you kidding me? <laughs> you just hopped on and hopped off. Huh? I'm doing it for the gram. <laughs> But, yeah, no, I mean, it's it happens to me every time. Like, I start, you know, there's it's beautiful. It's all green. It's all lush, especially given the uh, the ridiculous amount of rain that we've been getting. And uh, it just it, it makes me anxious <laughs> because I'm scared that I'm going to get, like, stranded so far away from the city. But it's lovely to be out here. If you want to get involved, 615-737-1045. Uh, uh, <laughs> this, is, this is basically what the theme of today's show is going to be. Because I know we're, we're going to save this for the noon hour, but we might as well play Mike Vrabel here, Lucas, if we have him available. Because I asked him, you know, who's coaching on Saturday, basically. And V-Love has just tweeted us, has just tweeted us, 
announce in all caps, announce Jim Schwartz, cowards. I want you to listen to how Mike Rabel answered this question that I asked him yesterday about, you know, who was going to be coaching on Saturday. This was the Titans head coach via Zoom. We're going to be be fine. You know, Matt Edwards will help out. And, you know, I I promise you we'll be – We'll be just fine for Saturday, um, so I'm I'm confident in that. You know, Matt will have some help. The biggest thing for for the preseason and special teams is just trying to corral the the million of moving parts of you know who's who's still in the game, who who's who's not, and that's the biggest thing. You know, the schemes are going to stay you know fairly consistent and and fairly basic. Um, but it'll be about, you know, who can make sure that we can help Matt, you know, corral the guys that are on the punt team, you know, the guys that are up on the kickoff team in the third quarter or fourth quarter, you know, making sure that that, that operation is sound. All right. Titans head coach Mike Vrabel speaking to us yesterday via Zoom. Raise your hand, and I know this is an audio medium, unless you're watching on Zone TV, so you can see me and Lucas raise, your hand, raise our hands if this is indeed the case. But raise your hand if that was the first time you'd ever heard Matt Edwards' name. As you can see, Kirby Allen, Kirby, Lucas raising their hand. I just got a who from the background here at Champions Run Golf Course. Now, I know who Matt Edwards is because I, it's my job to. I'm a Titans reporter. I'm supposed to know everybody who comes in and out of the doors, basically, at St. Thomas Sports Park. So I've, this is a name that I have heard before, but I'm sure everybody else listening to that looked around yesterday and said, who the hell is Matt Edwards? I think I knew a Matt Edwards in high school. Yeah, right? This is it. Matt Edwards is Matt Edwards sounds like a creative player in Madden, like some, <laughs> just some random name generator. Yeah, not, like you, you know, didn't, not player you created, but uh, generated by the game. Right. It's just some, some, random, some random depth guy on a roster at the end of the Madden uh, as, like a, as like a free agent that you've acquired because you've, over, you've exceeded the salary cap because you're paying like 17 of the best players in the NFL. Uh, you know, of course, respectfully to Matt Edwards. But this was because uh, I, I, uh, there was a follow-up asked after I asked Rabel who's coaching on Saturday, and he's basically saying, yeah, I prob- like, it's basically like everybody remain calm. We're going to be fine. Everything's going to be fine. It's the, uh, it's the, the meme that goes around on the internet that the dog sitting at the kitchen cable, uh, kitchen table with a coffee cup and everything around it is on fire. Everything is fine. That's basically what the Titans are dealing with right now with COVID, just praying that the that yet another positive test doesn't pop up. Seven players, two coaches so far as a part of the COVID protocol. How many of those? It's been disputed, by the way. How many of those are actually positive tests? Based on Adam Schefter just flat out saying that nine, all nine were positive tests yesterday because now of course we're delving into i'm just waiting for the dak prescott drop every time we talk about COVID, i just need dak prescott saying hipaa and completely derail the show 615-737-1045 does it concern you i mean it's a preseason game there's literally no stakes other than there's dudes who are going to make the bottom of your roster that you're going to find out a little bit more about right you're going to see wide receiver competition you're going to see defensive back competition they're getting more and more thin by the day along the defensive line they put kyle pecco on the IR yesterday, Trayvon Coley, who was probably going to be their fifth defensive lineman, also on the IR after the Atlanta Falcons preseason game. So it literally means nothing what's going to happen on Saturday, other than, you know, you get to go get drunk and tailgate with your, with your friends before a Titans game, which makes everybody happy. But more than anything, you know, I, I don't understand why Mike doesn't want to tell us who's coaching the team. Anybody else find that odd? Like, 
the, the, the follow-up was asked, you know, you, you, you lose nothing by telling us who's coaching the football team on Saturday, Mike. There is no competitive advantage being lost in a third preseason game when probably about half those dudes that are going to play are not going to be on the team come Tuesday. Maybe Just they don't know. <laughs> well, well, why wouldn't they know? Oh, that's know. good. That's good radio. <laughs> that's all just, I got. Just, just lob that out there and then step away from the microphone, sink back into the silence. Good. Good job out of you. Well, here's so here's basically how I'm thinking about this because the, on on the one hand, they have guys and Vrabel himself has brought this up. Otherwise, I wouldn't be thinking this way. They've got dudes on the roster with head coaching experience. They've got two outside of Mike Vrabel. They've got Jim Haslett, the inside linebackers coach who's been in the league for 110 years. And they also have Jim Schwartz, who every time you say every time you say his name around that facility, it's like Beetlejuice. Like people, if you say it too many times, it's going to, be, it's going to become too real of a thing, right? That's who Titans fans wanted as opposed to Shane Bowen. And then once he was brought in as the defensive coordinator, Jim Schwartz being brought in this year with the Titans as a senior defensive assistant, except not with the paycheck of one, I'm quite certain, given his level of experience. But when he was hired... When he was brought onto the staff, immediately the cries became for, oh, well, how long? How long until uh, how long until Jim Schwartz is given the full-time defensive coordinator job? Just go ahead and announce Jim Schwartz now. What people like V-Love are tweeting at is screaming because that's what they want. So a part of me thinks that Mike Vrabel just simply didn't want to say the name Jim Schwartz and then watch Schwartz is going to be wearing the headset on Saturday and up at the podium speaking to us after the game. I feel like they're trying to not breathe too much life into the idea of that. Now, that could be complete and total speculation on my part, and and largely it is, but there is some truth to that. And then also, this was brought up by Brad Willis of the Tennessee Sports Hall of Fame because I saw this was a discussion being had yesterday on social media. What if they don't want to say it, as Lucas is saying, because they don't know who's going to be available? They don't know who is going to be clear of the COVID protocol by Saturday because clearly – this thing is, I mean, I don't know what constitutes an outbreak, right? Nine, nine total people between players and coaches. If you want to call it an outbreak, you can. If you think that's alarmist, I understand why. But there is clearly a pattern now, a trend of COVID-positive cases with the Tennessee Titans organization after, shockingly, they spend a week in Florida and all hell breaks loose. It's surprising to no one. The only thing that's surprising is the rest of us came back and didn't have COVID after spending a week in Florida because of the way that's being handled down there. 615-737-1045. Are you concerned at all about who is running the show on Saturday? If, if, not, for, if not for the preseason game itself, for what happens if this becomes a thing again in season? Right? I think, I think the way that most people are looking at this strategically is better better for Ryan Tannehill to be dealing with this now than as opposed to week four, right, in the middle of the season when he would have to miss substantial time if he was not able to string together two negative, uh, two negative tests in a 48-hour span, right? That's a part of the return to play protocol. The same is the case for Mike Vrabel, who has yet, as of yesterday, to put together two days with a negative COVID test so that he can return to the team. Now, the benefit of this is both of them are vaccinated, right? Both of them are vaccinated and not dealing with a great amount of symptoms, which is the benefit of these guys and really of all of us taking the vaccine to mitigate the effects of COVID. And I'm not going to have a conversation about this again because Lucas has just recovered from his day yesterday and I don't want to, <laughs> I don't want to do that to him 
I can't see what kind of face. Oh, he's just shaking his head at me vigorously. I hate that we're back on Zoom, by the way. You're, free, you're freezing up every five minutes, and it's driving me crazy. Oh, good. It's going to make me insane. 615-737-1045. We, by the way, are out here live, always out here, but we're live out here at 104.5 The Zone's Summer Golf Classic at Champions Run Golf Course in beautiful Rockvale, Tennessee. Thanks to Two Rivers Ford, powered by Ford, driven by people. Also, thanks to uh, a handful of people who have made this possible. Duncan for providing breakfast. We got Uncle Bud's Catfish, Chicken and Such for providing lunch. TriStar Beverages, Seymour Putters, and a great many other companies making sure that this was possible for all of the great listeners for 104.5 The Zone today. Coming up next, we're going to talk about some announcements that were made as it relates to starting quarterbacks in the NFL. One in particular was announced, and it brought up a question that we didn't get to yesterday because our phone lines got flooded. So I'd like to have that conversation today. Is a dual quarterback system possible in the NFL? Is that something that is feasible in the NFL? We've seen it in college. We've seen it work in college. We've seen plenty of teams have success with it in the college game. There are a couple of teams, one in particular that just announced their starting quarterback, another one that has yet to, that are kind of teetering on the verge of employing that tactic. We'll tell you who those teams are and what we think about it. Coming up next, I'm Buck Rising. This is 104.5 The Zone. Welcome back. Live here from Champions Run Golf Course in Rockvale, Tennessee. Hanging out with you guys until 1 o'clock. Don't forget, Charles Davis is going to be on the call on Saturday, VFL, CBS Sports. You see him all over the NFL on CBS coverage throughout the course of the regular season. He will be here at 1120. Coach Mack at 1220, and we will talk ball with the great one then. Looking forward to that. Taking your calls as well, 615-737-1045 is how you get involved. So there was some news about the Saints quarterback situation that I don't know how much people are invested in the success or the failure of Jameis Winston, but I feel like Jameis is always going to be a talking point in Nashville just because of the situation from that draft in 2015 with him going first overall and then Marcus Mariota going second overall. And, of course, they both – I mean – would you consider Marcus Mariota and Jameis Winston busts? Put that on the poll, Lucas, if we could, at Buck Rising on Twitter. Would you consider Marcus Mariota and Jameis, Winston's, uh, Jameis Winston to be busts in the NFL? Because I think, I think you could make, I mean, you could probably make the argument for both. I think I certainly could, but, you know, I spend my entire life making arguments for and against things, so I can do it probably easier than most, but... They are announcing that Jameis Winston is going to start, be the starting quarterback for the New Orleans. Uh, their week one opponent is the Green Bay Packers. I'm sure that will not go well for Jameis because Green Bay's got a really, really good defense, and Jameis likes to throw interceptions. So I think more than anything, it's probably just a trial basis. He's on a one-year deal. It's not like it's a ton of risk, but that's who they're choosing to succeed, or succeed Drew Brees with in the first year, in basically 20 years, without Drew Brees quarterbacking. Uh, an NFL team. I think that these two are so inextricably linked that when any time Jameis comes up, it starts to make me think about that question, whether I consider Jameis Winston and Marcus Mariota to be bust. And then also a conversation that we're going to have later in this segment about dual quarterback situations. Because Kirby Allen Kirby, who is always here, always, I, I was going to call him trusted, 
but I don't know necessarily how much I trust Kirby, given that the last time him and Lucas were together, he was showing Lucas how to break into cars. I, <laughs> this is true. <laughs> last time I was at Champions Run, at least. I no, You don't have a microphone. How good are you? You're not helpful to me without a microphone. You can't just chirp at me from inside the building. It I doesn't was, work like that. I would tell people out there to lock their cars, but that doesn't matter because Kirby can break into cars, as he showed me. All right, defend yourself, Kirby. I was just I was just about to sing your praises, and then I was reminded that you were helping people break into cars last time. Your microphone's not on, and this gives me great amount of <laughs> The first of thing I heard was, I don't know if I can trust Kirby. I don't know if I can trust you. I was like, dude. <laughs> no, listen, I, after training camp, I trust you more than any human being in my, in my ecosystem right now. And Lucas knows that locks, that's to keep honest people out. <laughs> <laughs> I used to deliver pizzas, and so, like, you learn real fast uh, if you lock your keys in your car how to get back in that, dude, because time is money. Over or under 10 times you locked yourself out of a pizza delivery car? Oh, like twice. Oh, really? Just yeah. twice? Well, because yeah. then he learned how to break into the car. Well, yeah. But the Al, how many? Eight. But we've done. I told you I couldn't trust Kirby. <laughs> <laughs> Back here live at Rockvale Golf Course. Lucas, what the hell happened? Now You now tell me. Now I can't see you on the Zoom. Brent Doherty's just walked up. He's smoking a cigar on the golf course. I'm incredibly jealous. Meanwhile, I'm having anxiety over here because we can't get the damn radio show <laughs> off the ground in one way or another. I'm gonna. Your microphone's not on either. No, I can't. I can't deal with this today. This is unbelievable. <laughs> Brent, Brent Doherty, and Ron Slave just walked up. Just walked up here. Dead batteries. Signal goes out. The Zoom doesn't work. I'm already having anxiety because I'm I'm too far away from the city. I'm outside of my comfort zone. Yes, I have you now. Hello. It's going in and oh, it's going in and out. Good God, <laughs> Kirby, take the microphone. What are you doing out here? You need to be playing golf. What are you doing? I'm trying to work, but nothing will work around me. This is the problem. Did you test positive for COVID too? I mean, what's going on? If I did, you shouldn't be talking into the same microphone that I'm holding right now. I'm vaccinated. I'm not worried. <laughs> There's a COVID Fearless. two now. Oh God, Kirby, get away! <laughs> oh, here comes Slay. No, I can't deal with this. <laughs> I'm trying to do a radio. We're totally show. hijacking this show. Unbelievable. All right, Look, how? Listen, do we Slay, even have enough microphones? Slay to said play? he had Jordan game in his bag. I haven't seen it yet. Um, the the fact is, are you good at this? I bet you're not. Um, I, I'm good at socializing. I'm good, good at entertaining. Good. I'm good at motivation. Not golf. <laughs> Guess what though? I saw that first tee shot before you go anywhere else. If you were on Buck Show, then you didn't see it. Because anything from Buck Shows. From now on counts. That's what I'm telling you. Yeah, no, this is, it all starts over at 10 o'clock. Now the slate is wiped clean. Thank the scorecard is gone. Slay has thrown it into the lake <laughs> and disposed of it. So there can, there can be no evidence of his failures on the golf course. Why do you have a leave? Are you just aching out here? Yeah, this is, this is see, first, of, first and foremost, I got to go to a pedicure. Okay. That's, that's that my respect. downfall. Is that, is that what's happening to you? Like, is that why your game is off? I'm two, I'm two months behind on yeah. my pedicure, so that, just imagine what that looks like. Two months? Yeah, two months. That's awful. Yeah, it is. What's wrong with you? I've been grinding. <laughs> <laughs> but guess what? What? You talk to Taylor Lewan Yes. and tell him I'm issuing a challenge on what we got, 10, the next six holes. Yeah, he doesn't golf. No, no this ain't about golf. Well, clearly, otherwise you wouldn't be out here. <laughs> Thank you. This is about shotgun and beers. I'm shotgun and beers. You're shotgun and beers on yes. the course. Don't you have to work later? Yeah. Maybe don't say that into a live microphone. Listen, idiot. man. <laughs> that ain't, listen, 
It takes 12. At a Christian private school. There it is. Yeah, no, hey, uh, yeah, who's driving Ramon to the, or, or who's Praise driving God. Slay to the Christian private school later? <laughs> He's the out. Christian private? Yeah, that's right. Get away from the microphone. No. You've incriminated yourself. He issued a challenge yesterday to Taylor Lewan to shotgun a beer challenge at, at a Preds game. So, Sean Henry, if you're out there listening, we got this thing. Uh, Ron Slade wants to uh, shotgun a, a beer next to Taylor Lewan and win. Okay, it's very good. Now, I saw Brent Doherty is out here. Ron Slade is out here. I saw Brent taking pictures. How does my neck look before you walk away? I want picture approval before you put this anywhere. Your neck is not as fat as it has been. That's important. <laughs> All right, Lucas, should we try to do the radio show again? How you living back there? You all right? With a poll question about who's a bust, Jameis Winston or Marcus Mariota? I mean, I've completely lost my train of thought because Ron Slay is now. I'm, I'm, I'm going to incriminate for him even though he's walking This show away. is a bust. No, hold on, Pan. Wait a minute, Pan. Pan, listen to me. Pan, he's, you're not going to be able to hear Pan. You don't have headphones. No, but he need to listen to me. That's okay. what I said. Very Pan, good. first of all, if you look at me, I look like I know what I'm doing. How can he look at you? He because I went to the book. I went to the book clothing line. You see, I got the shorts above the Those knees. shorts are way so, too yeah. long to be see, my shorts. <laughs> see what I'm saying? Way too much. Man to man. Fake it till you make it, baby. <laughs> Fake it till you make it. That's, that's Ron Slay's strategy on the golf course. That's exactly what's happening out here. What the hell am I supposed to do with that? Right, Kirby, no more microphones for people who walk up. None. 615-737-1045. Uh, TN Gator has tweeted us, now we know 3HL is going to be lit today. 3HL is so so far beyond lit. God help Don. Again, at Christ Presbyterian Academy later this afternoon. What? That's where they're doing the show? Yeah, at the site of our game of the week. Oh, my God. No. Does that concern you, given that your 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 reputation as polished professional broadcaster is going to be on the line? Because Slay's going to be out there drunk at a Christian school, just sloshed and slurring or something like that? <laughs> no, no, I don't think he's going to be sloshed and slurring. I'm actively I, I trust rooting Slay for to get his act together. No, we'll, we'll have a good time. Will and I are going to broadcast from the 3HL setup right after they get done, so I can't wait. Oh, good. Well, if it smells like vodka or something like that, you know. 615 <laughs> One zero four five. All right. How do I go? How do I redo a a uh, <laughs> sports talk radio show after that? Is Jameis Winston or Marcus Mariota? Do you consider them to be a bust? That's basically the the train of thought that we had before Ron Slay and Brent Doherty walked up. I probably should have asked them that question, but I suppose they can do it for themselves. On three HL from three to six later, live from apparently a Christian academy school or something like that, where we're. I did ask if my neck was fat. Slay, does it look fat today? See, this is why we're friends. This is why we can be. It's the shirt he said. This is why. This is why I'm okay with being Facebook friends with Ron Slay, even though he posts on my wall like one of my grandparents or something like that. Get back out on the golf course. Get out of here. Best show ever this morning says Brett Jones on Twitter. I don't know. I don't know what it is. We're trying to follow yesterday. God knows how much it. It can only get better after yesterday. But ultimately, you know, with, with Jameis Winston and Marcus Mariota, both guys still in the league, Jameis Winston starting against Slay, I obviously can't hear you. I'm too far away from you. What do you want me to do? <laughs> oh. <laughs> Brent Doherty just smoked a cigar from the wrong end. So that's how 3HL is going to look from a Christian Academy school later on today. God help them. Literally. 615-737-1045. What a mess. So Marcus Mariota still in the league. Jameis Winston back in a starting role, reportedly, with the New Orleans Saints today. I am going to be so curious to see Sean, Sean Payton's, I don't know if Sean Payton's reputation is basically staked 
on the success or the failure of Jameis Winston, I think the body of work for Sean Payton is enough that you look at that and you say, you know, if he if he gets anywhere, any kind of competency out of Jameis, it's going to be a success. But if that's the measurement by which we're judging somebody like Jameis Winston, or for that matter, Marcus Mariota, who took a pay cut to stay in Oakland, who has had up and down performances. He played a game for the Raiders against the Chargers. What was it? Was that Thursday night football last year when all of Titans Twitter went insane and he was balling out and he was, you know, di- making diving uh, touchdown runs and things of this nature? I'm pretty sure that was the case in the 2020 season when Marcus Mariota came in for an injured Derek Carr. Yeah, because it was like the only time everybody's watching a Raiders game is when they're on primetime. Oh, yeah. We were, I, I remember I was in the middle of, I was in the, middle of, the of the A to Z Sports primetime show, and I look up all of a sudden, and Marcus Mariota's in the game, and I'm just starting to check my Twitter feed, and you've got A.J. Brown going off and Kevin Byard going off. But anyway, the point stands. These guys are still in the league, but as the first and second overall pick from not that long ago, what, six years ago at this point? They've both been kind of relegated to the background, and you really can't have a conversation about one without the other. In the same way that you talk about Jared Goff and Carson Wentz linked because of their status as the first and second overall quarterback taken in that draft. This year, five first-round quarterbacks uh, go uh, go in the NFL draft on day one. A couple of years ago, Josh Allen, Baker Mayfield, Lamar Jackson, Sam Darnold, all those guys are going to be linked throughout the course of their career. But in a situation like, for example, New Orleans, or in a situation like for a team that drafted a first-round quarterback this year, the New England Patriots, who have a, an MVP, an NFL MVP on their roster, Cam Newton, even though he might be a bit of a shell of himself, can you find ways to make a dual quarterback situation work? That was basically the kind of conversation Greg Cosell and myself of NFL Films were having on this week's episode of The Install with Greg Cosell, the podcast that you can subscribe, rate, review. Uh, We would greatly appreciate that. Leave uh, five stars in the Apple podcast. It would make Greg very happy. He's basically like a Lyft driver at this point. But we were asking, we were asking Greg about, you know, Andy Dalton and Justin Fields. Can a dual quarterback situation exist in a setting like that, given what's happening with the Patriots? And it seems no longer with the Saints, given that they've decided on a starting quarterback. This was Cosell's response about Andy Dalton and Justin Fields. And it's funny you say that because everybody saw the play in which Justin Fields just got hammered, right? Okay. So think of it this way. We don't know. It's easy to say, well, Justin Fields blew that. We don't know that. That was what we call an empty pass protection, meaning there were only five offensive linemen who blocked on the play. Because even though the back was initially offset in the backfield, he, he what we call free released. So he was not part of the protection, okay? And it turned out that the player who came and hit him got in clean from field to right, okay? The, the offensive line actually slid to the left. Yeah. The back, as I said, free released. I certainly don't know, and neither does any, well, some people know, the coaches staff know, and maybe some others know, but I couldn't sit there and say with 100% certainty, maybe the center slid the wrong way. Maybe the back shouldn't have free released. I don't know that, you know, but it looks bad for Justin Fields. It looks like, oh my God, he had no idea what was going on because clearly when he dropped back, that free rusher was not even in his thought process whatsoever, but we don't know the answer to those questions. Somebody does. I don't, and certainly the guy sitting at home doesn't. Greg Cosell on this week's episode of the install, he basically went on to say that Andy Dalton, you can't you can't take him out of the game 
because he's a four-quarter quarterback. He's somebody who has to get in rhythm, as most quarterbacks are, by the way. You can't just put him in. You can't just drop him in there and expect him to make a play. That's not how quarterbacking works in the NFL. It's why Kirby and I were having a discussion off-air about Tom Landry and how they tried to make things work a handful of years ago to try and, to try and manage the situation where, you know, one quarterback ultimately, they, I mean, they both have egos, and they're looking around and saying, well, why am I not good enough to be the guy on my own? Cut me or trade me. This is not a situation that's going to work out. And, and Cam Newton, when we would talk to Mike Giardi of the NFL Network yesterday, Mike said basically that Cam Newton has kind of echoed those same sentiments at this point in his career. So a two-quarterbacking situation cannot really exist. 615-737-1045. Evan is in Nashville. He wants to talk about Jameis Winston and Marcus Mariota, whether he considers them to be busts in the NFL. Hello, Evan. What's up, Buck? Hope you're doing well, man. Uh, right now, as it stands, I think you would have to consider them busts, but they definitely have a chance to uh, get away from that, that uh, label, for lack of a better word. And Two names that pop in my mind are Alex Smith and Eli Manning. Granted, both these guys are probably more talented than Smith and Manning, but what they did in their careers after a rough start, uh, they won games. You know, I mean, they won a lot of games. So at this point, I don't know if it's really so much the stats for them that's going to get them away from that label of bust. They just got to win games. And obviously, Jameis is in a way better situation than Mariota when it comes to winning games right now, better team, better coach, all that good stuff. But I think at the end of the day, they've got to win games, and that's the only way they're getting away from the bust label. I appreciate the call, Evan. 615-737-1045. I mean, can there not be some middle ground between a bust and not living up to a number one or two overall pick billing? Like, when I think bust, I think Jamarcus Russell and Ryan Leaf. Jameis Winston's a starting quarterback for an NFL team. Marcus Mariota has made a Pro Bowl. He's won a playoff game in his career. He certainly didn't live up to the billing of a number two overall pick. But can there not be some middle ground there? Are you not aware of what we do for a living and that sports talk I, radio has zero <laughs> nuance in it? I understand it. Bust just feels like an extreme term to me. Like, well, no, clearly you don't understand it if you're saying, can there not be some middle ground? No, of course there can't be middle ground. You have to have winners or losers. Somebody has to suck. Somebody has to win. That's how we do this job. Get it together, Lucas. If you're ever, ever going to knock me out of my seat, this uh, is something that you I have to know. I hate it here. <laughs> uh, it's true, though. I mean, you can't. The, the answer can't be. I mean, it can be, but people aren't going to accept the answer. That, yeah, both of them. I think, I think it's more about their, their draft slot, where they were taken that makes people lean bust with both of them. Because you are correct. I mean, Jameis Winston is once again a starting quarterback in the NFL. Jameis Winston is, is an NFL record holder in the sense that no, no quarterback has thrown 30 touchdowns whilst also throwing 30 interceptions. Marcus Mariota won the first playoff game, and that Tennessee Titans team that he quarterbacked, they won the first playoff game for this team in the better part of a decade in Nashville. That has significance. What Marcus Mario, you can you can call them, you can call them not the guy, but to label them outright bust, I think again lacks nuance. But of course, this is sports talk radio, so we can't have nuance in the discussion. When we come back, we will uh, we will continue this conversation. We will take your phone calls as well. Six one five seven three seven one zero four five. I also want to spend some time on the Titans' backup quarterback competition. You'll hear from Mike Vrabel on the matter, and who's going to start on Saturday at Nissan Stadium when the Titans face the Bears. We'll do that and more coming up next. I'm Buck Rising, and this is 104.5 The Zone, live from Champions Run Golf Course.
Are you trying to send me a message with the music today? What are you doing with this? Back here live from 104.5 The Zones, 2021 Summer Golf Classic at Champions Run Golf Course. Happy to hang out with you guys until 1 o'clock. Courtesy of our friends at Ferguson PPE, RTM Roofing, R3 Contractors, Hiller Plumbing, Heating, Cooling, and Electrical, and so many more making this event and this day possible. We appreciate all of their support uh, on 104.5 The Zone. What are, you, what are you trying to do with the music today? What Do you have a theme in mind? Or you just kind of run through things on a Friday? Uh, no, I just I saw that song in the log, and you can't hit on that song. No, that a classic. I, can't, I can't at all. Would it surprise, would it surprise you? Uh, would it surprise you if I told you that I have an ABBA CD? No, and okay. there's no shame in that. No, I have zero shame in that. I'm, sure, I'm, certain, I'm certain the audience is going to come after me for saying that, but it's great. So. Titans quarterback, backup quarterback competition. I, uh, I think this, this situation with Ryan Tannehill being on the COVID list, obviously it sucks for him, and it sucks for Titans fans who are concerned about the health and safety of the quarterback, and I think more people are just looking at it like, okay, who's up next on the depth chart if Ryan Tannehill can't go because that's how sports works. It's cold, but such is life. Matt Barkley and Logan Woodside in preseason game number three. The situation for these two guys becomes infinitely more real. If you're looking for any like positive positivity out of this situation, it's that you have the opportunity that almost no other NFL team does right now for your quarterbacks, your backup quarterbacks, to legitimately feel pressure without a starter available to go. Now, there was not, I don't think Ryan Tannehill was going to play in this game anyway, and I don't expect that you would see many starters. In fact, I'm certain you'll see less starters than you have on both sides of the ball when the Titans play the Bears at Nissan Stadium. By the way, you can hear all of that coverage live on 104.5 The Zone, your home for Titans radio. Matt Barkley and Logan Woodside now have the opportunity to kind of legitimately feel the pressure of what it is to not have your starter available and for you to have to step up in a, I mean, to say a big spot would not be accurate because it is still a preseason game. But in the same way that Mike Vrabel talked about you know, the first preseason game where Rashad Weaver goes crazy against the Atlanta Falcons, and I'm asking him basically about, you know, what, how, does, how does Weaver look technically? What, does he, what allows him to succeed? And he went in a bit, uh, or a bit about Rashad Weaver as a player, but then he ended up circling back to, you know, penalties. Penalties for those guys become a lot more real when a, when a ref in an actual NFL game is throwing a flag and it costs them actual penalty yards, uh, penalty yardage. That's something that, is more real in a preseason game than anything that they can replicate in practice for as many officials as they have out there. The same could be said about this particular situation for Matt Barkley and Logan Woodside. And what Mike Vrabel said yesterday about these two quarterbacks is that, one, Matt Barkley is going to start, but also they're going to take a similar approach. Uh, they're going to take a similar approach that they did against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers with how they rotate these guys in. So right now, or coming off that last game, Matt Barkley looked great. And, again, great being a relative term because you know that the career of Matt Barkley is not something that is any kind of great. Again, respectfully, but he is, he is wildly underwhelmed given the hype that surrounded him coming out of his, his junior year at USC before returning for his senior year and seeing his draft stock just really tank. I mean, coming out of the 2013 draft and going to the Philadelphia Eagles, then a quarterback room with Nick Foles and Mike Vick at the end of Mike Vick's career. And even after Mike Vick gets hurt, he can't sniff 
the starting job because that was the year that Nick Foles threw like 27 touchdowns and two interceptions. The legend of uh, BDE Nick lives on. But with Matt Barkley in this last preseason game, 12 of 16, 115 yards, two touchdowns. He looked to be efficient. He looked to be comfortable. He certainly looked to be more comfortable than he did against the Falcons because that was basically the week that they brought him in. Now, the way that they handled that situation was interesting. They started Logan Woodside for the second week in a row, but they also gave Logan Woodside two series and then, uh, and then pulled, pulled Logan Woodside out for Matt Barkley, and they did that throughout the course of this. So according to Mike Vrabel yesterday, that plan is going to remain the same for these Titans quarterbacks on Saturday. Well, uh, Matt will start the game, uh, try to get us off to a good start, give him that opportunity, and then they'll rotate every two series after that um, so that we can kind of continue to get a great evaluation on both those guys. Mike Vrabel yesterday speaking about his quarterback situation. 615-737-1045. Do you have a preference as far as these two guys are concerned? Because now we're in a situation legitimately where Ryan Tannehill's on the COVID list. The starting quarterback of the Tennessee Titans is not available. Who do you got in that spot if this is something to continue? Now, I mean, 17 days until the regular season opener, so your concerns are lessened by that timeline. And if you're somebody who is monitoring this situation, you prefer that this happen to Tannehill now than, as we discussed, say week four or five when he could miss legitimate time and games with legitimate stake. Preseason means nothing. But these two guys, they have both, they both have their limitations. It's just a matter of who can execute what they're being asked to do the most efficiently, the most effectively, without botching the game in doing so. Uh, 615-737-1045 is the number. Chuck is in Clarksville. He wants to weigh in. Good morning, Chuck. How are you? Hey, hey, Buck. Um, I guess my problem with rating Marcus Mariota and James Winston is they both have the same problem. They can be really, really good, and they can be really, really bad all in the same game and all in the same season. Um, I think Jameis has the most chance to me of regaining the starting position and doing better. He just got cut out the interception. Marcus has a battle with his own conscience, his own mind of what, you know, he just he has, he has that hitch where he, he just doesn't release the ball when he needs to. So if he got over that, I think he could start again. But Jameis, I think, has the best upside. But they both have the same problem. They just they can be really, really good or really, really bad. And it drives coaches and fans crazy. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for the call, Chuck. 615-737-1045. Inconsistency. That's basically the thing that we're talking about with Matt Barkley and Logan Woodside. It's what drove Titans fans crazy about Marcus Mariota. You know, they, they're kind of opposite in that way, right? Jameis doesn't have a problem letting it fly. Jameis will throw, throw it until he can no longer throw interceptions. 30-plus interceptions is an outrageous amount of turnovers. It's a coach's worst nightmare in today's NFL, where you got guys like Aaron Rodgers who are throwing less than 10 picks a season. Jameis out here tri- trip, literally tripling up that number. With Marcus, he, he would take those sacks. He would struggle to let it go. That's something that Mike Vrabel kind of preached his first year here in 2018 about, yeah, we're just trying to get him to let it rip. We're trying to get him in the headspace where he's comfortable letting it rip. And that's something that, you, in, in tying it back to Matt Barkley and, and Logan Woodside, Matt Barkley seems more comfortable letting the ball go downfield. Well, uh, and Logan Woodside seems more content to kind of paper cut you to death pick and pop and move the ball, you know, slowly. It's, it's the kind of offense I hate. It's con- offense by constipation, basically, and offense by pay- penalty. But if it works, 
and you trust Logan Woodside more than you do Barkley to not make those kind of mistakes that can cost your team a game, these are the factors that have to be considered, even if one physically underwhelms you more than the other. I think that more than anything, and we're going to talk about you know positions that we're watching in Saturday, because there's some legitimately fun roster competitions going on right now. We talked about wide receiver. We'll get into it more in depth. We've talked about the situation at safety and how the bottom of the roster guys have, they've really been churning them. You've got a draft pick in Dane Cruikshank who's basically hanging on at the end and can't get his health right. You've got Brady Breeze who is supposed, who's billed as a special teamer but does have the opportunity to do more than that if he should find himself as a part of the 53-man roster. Those cuts are coming. Those cuts are going to be here on Tuesday. It's crazy how quickly training camp went, but it means that the regular season is getting that much closer. We're going to be joined by Charles Davis at 1120, who's been on the call for all three or two of these preseason games and will be on the call on WKRN and the Titans, uh, the Titans Network on Saturday. Of course, doing NFL, the NFL on CBS and uh, VFL Charles Davis. So we'll talk about the Titans' backup quarterback situation. We'll talk about the positions that he's getting ready to watch. But coming up next, before we get to Charles, I want to know what concerns you most about Julio Jones. Because there was something that popped up yesterday, a conversation that we kind of glossed over, given that we were dealing with the Tannehill COVID news. What most concerns you about Julio Jones heading into the 2021 season? Because there's an article on The Athletic that lists his storyline as one of the 25 most interesting in 2021. We'll talk about it coming up next. Live from Champions Run Golf Course, the 104.5 The Zone 2021 Summer Golf Classic. Very happy to be out here, courtesy of Southern Trophy House. Uh, innovative business products uh, for providing signage at the course. We are very grateful that, for them. Edley's Barbecue for providing dinner as well, because we're going to be out here all day long. All that and more. Coming up next, I'm Buck Rising. This is 104.5 The Zone.